This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. All right. It is Friday. And as you know, on Friday, we always do the financial news wrap up. And we're here with my good friend, Michael Zuber. How are you today, Michael? I'm doing great, Ty. Again, I look forward to this every week. It allows me to kind of get out of the daily noise and really talk about what was the important stuff from the week. So thank you for the opportunity. I love the summary too. It just, you know, I feel like it encapsulates and gives, I know for a lot of the people in our foundation builders and all of our masterminds and such, it's, you know, a nice fast way to just get everything that happened in the week. So, um, you know, I know here in California, right? So Michael's in California, I'm in California. We both invest in California. We obviously had a big recall election, but I want to save that for last. Let's get into the CPI. Tell us what's going on there. Yeah, this was a big week uh, tie for the consumer. And if you follow my channel, my story for any length of time, you know that my number one focus is the consumer. Why? Two reasons. One, the consumer makes the U.S. economy go. They are about 68% of the economy. But two, they are the biggest competitor, certainly in 2020, right? The owner, Ock. Uh, you know, was the biggest competitor and really prevented me from getting any deals out of the MLS last year because there was no inventory. In addition to that, they are also my renters or tenants. So this was a big week for the consumer and it started right off on Tuesday. And unfortunately, CPI, which stands for Consumer Price Index, it's an inflation gauge of stuff that you and I buy, is still really high. It's, I believe from memory, it's 5.3% matching last month. I think it's like the fourth or fifth month over 5%. The powers that be are telling you not to worry. It's transitory. I'm here to tell you, I don't think it's transitory. I think this is a trend that really could go on into next year and potentially much of next year. And by my definition of transitory, something that is greater than 12 months, not transitory. So um, yeah, inflation is real and it's being felt by consumers. And why this is important is, Inflation is a tax. You may hear AOC with her white dress with tax the rich on it. That's cute. But inflation crushes the people at the bottom end of the spectrum. The, with, the rich can pay a dollar in orange or whatever it is. They can fill up their gas tank at five bucks. It's the po- people bouncing around the bottom that are being taxed by inflation. And um, AOC doesn't want to acknowledge it, but inflation is the greatest tax and every human being around the world is paying for it, including China and Europe and Australia. Inflation is real and um, it's here. It is here. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, yeah, I would completely agree. I've never, I love the way that you trans translate that attacks on everyone. And that actually makes so much more sense because people are like, well, inflation, how does it affect me? Think of it as an additional tax. It's absolutely a tax. I love that. That makes a lot more sense. So let's keep going. Let's talk about retail sale numbers. How was that this week? Yeah. So again, one of the things I love about tracking the consumer is, you know, when you track something as big and as important as a consumer, there are lots of indicators and in like smoke signals and, and things to think about 
what could be, but retail sales, that's hard, fast numbers, right? That is somebody took out a credit card or a debit card or crypto or whatever they're doing, right? They bought something. That's a hard and fast number. And retail sales for the month of August, which was what was reported on Thursday yesterday, exceeded expectations by a mile. They were actually expecting retail sales to go negative, as was I. They were actually positive. And if you take out autos, which they call X autos, it was even more positive. It was almost 2% when they were expecting a negative one. So not only was it a barn burner, uh, but it was above expectations. And the reason X autos makes sense is we had a big run in autos last year and people don't generally buy a car every year, right? They're three, four, five, seven, eight, nine years. Um, so I think X autos is even more important. It was up 1.8% on month on month, which is, is, is awesome. Uh, but more importantly, people were thinking this Delta variant and all these other negative news headlines would cause people to retreat. They didn't. They kept spending. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. So let's talk about consumer sentiment. This is, this is one of those smoke signals. This is one of those early indicators. These are, these are one of the ones that I, I look for now to look for the future, right? This one that came out today tells me perhaps about September's retail sales, which obviously we're still in the month, right? This is like the earliest indicator because a consumer sentiment is a phone call that says, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking, right? Are you, are you, are you happy or sad, right? What are you doing? And consumer sentiment today uh, was below expectations. Uh, it was a 72, which means nothing to no one. Know this. It was less than they expected, which means consumers are gloomier than they expected. It was up slightly from last month. So the takeaway for me is consumers are less gloomy than last month, but not as happy as was expected. So we'll see. Retail sales surprised last month, as I just shared. Uh, but consumer sentiment, kind of that early indicator for next month, still not great. Still not great. And I want to just connect the dots to something I feel like you said the last two weeks was that overall, the timeline of cycles, we are due for a recession. Mm -hmm. And I know that you had talked about in terms of a recession, potentially, maybe not next year, but even into the following. I, I think what are your it, thoughts today about yeah, that? It would not shock me if we had a recession in the next, I, it would not shock me if in the next 18 months we had a recession. Wouldn't shock me. Got right? it. And yeah. Would it be expected? No, I don't think people are going to see this one coming. Okay. All right. Good, good, good to follow up. Good to follow up. So let's talk about, there was a developing story in China. Please elaborate. Yeah. So one of the things that I try to do is, is when you look at the financial markets, what some people don't really realize is the financial markets are really worldwide. And we are far more intertwined and interrelated than probably most of us know and most of us would even think possible. So if you don't know, China property market is going through what could be, what might be, it's early days, might be kind of the great recession that we unfortunately went through in 06. And if you remember, our market started really getting nasty when Bear Stearns went out of business. The government didn't want to bail it out. It went to zero. People lost their jobs. And then we saw all this counterparty risk with AIG and all these other things. And that's where we had the TARP bill. And it, it was nasty, nasty. So China is at that point where they could have that moment. So Evergrande is the second largest property developer in China. Property is responsible for the lion's share of wealth generation in China the last decade to decade and a half, right? People, you and I in China, 
A lot of our wealth is housing. A lot of them bought multiple houses because it was like the place to make money in China or build wealth in China, I should say. And right now, Evergrande's got $300 billion in uh, US debt, right? Denominated debt, dollar debt uh, that they've now indicated they can't pay. They can't make interest payments. Uh, the government, the regime has instituted uh, some hamstrings where they can't borrow anymore. So they are in trouble. Uh, there's talk about breaking them up and selling off parts to other developers. There is talk about potentially just letting them go bust and you know, you know, that could be really bad. Uh, but in essence, I think what's happening now is property values in China are about to be reset. And unfortunately, that means wealth comes down. That means that debt gets restructured. So we're going to find out who has China debt. Because unfortunately, what have we seen the last year? People have been seeking yield. And in the junk market, some of the China property developers were offering the best yield. So some people chased it. Now they're about to get a haircut or go bust. Uh, and then also you got to remember, just like the US, China's consumers make the economy go by no means 68%, but still significant. And what happened on Monday, uh, China's uh, consumers reported a significant drop. They were expected to grow 8% and they only grew 2 So you're already starting to see the China consumer kind of retreat. And I wonder if this, this bigger story in Evergrande is going to blow up and just impact China. I don't think so. I think it's big enough and it might impact uh, kind of U.S. banks and really could damage China's financial system, which will have ramifications around the world. It, it's a developing story that we all have to pay attention to. Got it. So to be continued, something that we're going to be watching over the next weeks and months, maybe. Yeah, it's it's, it's probably a resolution, probably four to six week out. It's happening right now. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for keeping your eye on uh, what's going on. Um, I had no idea about the China that that China piece at all. So that's really new news to me. And I don't think a lot of people, I don't think that's on a lot of people's radar. So thank you. And obviously, uh, it does have global impact. Yeah, I talked about it four months ago, not Evergrande, the company, but I said the next black swan will probably be in China property markets. So, you know, as of today, I look like a genius, but, uh, you know, we'll see where this goes. You look like a genius every Friday. No, <laughs> I'll say most, Friday. most Fridays, most Fridays, most Fridays. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's wrap up with, let's talk about the California election, the recall, mm -hmm. like, we talked about it. You and I, I think, talked about it briefly last yeah. week. Obviously, it happened. Mm -hmm. What did you see there? What? Give us some of your thoughts. On yeah. That. So first and foremost, I I voted for the recall. I'm, you know, I, if anybody watches my channel, Gavin Newsom's the only guy I call out because I think he's a liar and a bad human being, and there's nothing good about him. Uh, we don't need to talk about who I voted for. That's not relevant. You know, vote for whoever you want. I just wanted him out, right? Uh, but but uh, as far as about a week ago, I was on record saying Gavin Newsom's going to win this and he's going to win in a landslide, which was, I wasn't happy about. The reason I said that is because Gavin Newsom and the Democratic Party basically created uh, Trump, right? They, they found a candidate that mirrored Trump and had the baggage that Trump had. And I'm not saying Trump had baggage for the country, but in California, which this was a California election, that's... You, tr Trump doesn't win in California, right? We are blue. So I believed Gavin Newsom needed to be recalled, but he won because the leading Republican candidate or the leading candidate was dark red. The only way to win, and the reason Arnold Schwarzenegger won, was because he was purple, right? He had some blue 
in him, right? He was married to a Kennedy, for heaven's sakes, at the time. So Arnold was purple. The only way you were going to get Gavin out is if you had a purple moderate Republican go in. And Gavin won as soon as, you know, Elder was the leading candidate. It, it was not even going to be close. Um, once you start rattling the Democrats and everybody got a ballot in the mail, which most people were going to ignore until you scare the deep blue state about Trump coming in. And once that happened, once the San Diego, I think mayor or whoever he was and kept meet Kevin or Kevin Paffrath, once all these other candidates were like second tier and it was Elder and Newsom, Newsom had it in the bag. It just, it wasn't even going to be close and it wasn't close. Interesting. So let's talk about that. So now, right now, the one thing that, that, that in my observation, my opinion, it feels like Gavin Newsom was really quiet over the oh, last- Oh, he is going to get loud now. Three, four months, right? Now, so let's talk about that. Now that he, now that he's passed this, now he's, let's talk about, does he, does the eviction moratorium in California get extended to- January, no question. January, right. What else, what else do we see? He, he's going to feel so emboldened. He's going to feel like he's a dictator uh, and he's going to feel like uh, the rule of law doesn't matter. Right. He can go eat at restaurants, but we can't. His kids can go to school, but our kids can't. His kids can go to camp without masks. Ours can't. He's a horrible human being. Uh, and we're going to get more of that. He's going to tell us how to live and he's going to live differently. And um, yeah, it's, it's what we voted for. So landlords should be prepared, right? This moratorium, oh, I, this is- I, I said it a month ago. If he wins, it's going to- I said he will not extend it until after the recall. And if he gets- he successfully gets, uh, I don't know, reelected or not recalled or whatever the right vocabulary is, I would expect it. I would expect it um, in the next 10 days because I think right now it expires October 1st. Correct. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So I'm thinking, yeah, the mask mandates- I'm going to do whatever I want. Eviction moratorium extended to January, potentially yeah. even January getting extended till March. Yeah, I'm going to which... let my wife take donations from Hollywood. So Hollywood gets, you know, special treatment. It's all kinds of toxic political soup. Uh, but hey, they won because the Republicans were not strategic, unfortunately. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So, Michael, thank you for all that you do. This has been great. This has been insightful. Um, I know that some of the masterminds that Adrian and I are involved in, we want to have you come in maybe next Tuesday. You and I will talk out uh, after this. But um, you're always such a gift and such a giver to our community, your community. Um, if you don't know, if you're not following Michael at One Rental at a Time on YouTube, all the social platforms, Facebook, Instagram. He puts out amazing content. And as always, we've got the book. We've got the book here. So one rental at a time in the new book. Tell us when, the, when is the new book dropping? Uh, so we're going through production right now. Uh, the first run, we actually misprinted it of all things. We made it eight and a half by 11. It feels like a textbook, but it is done. We had to reformat it. I'm waiting for copies to show up tomorrow. I'm fairly certain we nailed it. And assuming we nailed it, I'm going to do a two two week pre pre release or whatever they call that. I'm guessing October first. I'm I'm targeting. I love it. So October first, folks. So here's the thing: if you're getting a lot of value, we always talk about this book, and this book is a must have. At the same time, if you're getting a lot of value from the content that Michael puts out, 
this is the time to reciprocate. Oh, be you. prepared. You will be asked to buy the book in the next two, two and a half weeks. So just be prepared. The new book is dropping as well as, you know, once the new book, once it starts to promote, we'd really appreciate any promotion. By the way, I'm not affiliated. One rental at a time is Michael's business. We're friends. I'm a part of his program. I paid to be a student of Michael. Michael gives me tremendous value in my business. After three decades, Michael, again, I've had a lot of success. Michael is somebody I follow and look up to. So thank you, thank you Michael, for all that you do. Have a great weekend. Happy Friday. Thank you, buddy.